Hello and welcome. I'm Jeff Bonanno, and you are listening to the Do Something Nice podcast. Do, 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 do something, 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 do something, do something, do something, do something nice, 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 do something nice, do something nice, do something nice. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Do Something Nice. How was your day? You know, I hope you are doing well this fine day, and maybe, who knows, you're starting to feel a little creative, eh? Yeah? You know, maybe you have a hidden talent as a painter or a sculptor. Maybe you like to rock some abstract art. You know, I personally love seeing people make those miniatures, you know? Yeah, the ones that you uh, create, like, the little tiny houses and the people and even maybe, like, the little food. Obviously, stuff that you don't eat. Although I have seen that where they make it edible, which is really cool. Uh, some serious talent there, I have to say. But regardless of what it is, giving yourself the opportunity to express yourself through art is an important part of community. And in this episode... I'm taking an opportunity to chat with two amazing individuals who are actively involved in my local community here in the Reno Sparks area. And what they are involved in is a project that kicked off a few years back that centers around art to help support our living environment and the overall look of the city while working with groups that support those in need. But of course, we'll get more into that in a moment. To start, though, I would love to welcome those two amazing people, Amelia Cerny and Matt Copico. Matt, Amelia, thank you so much for joining me on this show. How are you guys doing today? Oh, thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to uh, come on and talk about the Art Belongs Here project. I am doing fantastic today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Hi, Jeff. I'm great. Thank you. Good. I'm so glad you guys were able to join. And this is really interesting. Uh, Amelia, when you originally reached out to me uh, to, to talk to me a little bit about this project, um, which is called Art Belongs Here, um, I've seen some of the work that has been done in the past, and it is just mind-blowing how people come together to create such amazing art here in the city. Um, but why don't you guys tell me a little bit first about who you both are and um, what you do and how you got involved in this this whole project? Um, so, uh, again, my name is Matt, and I am a Reno native. I've lived here for 34 years, and I am super uh, excited when any type of volunteer opportunity comes around. So I love to help people, and I love to help my city. Um, I actually have a initiative uh, where I help homeless people every weekend on the river. And so I'm always on the river walking uh, the Truckee River and helping people. So anytime there's a volunteer opportunity, I totally love to get involved. And one thing I love about um, the company that I work for is we have this initiative called Three Hearts, uh, which is a volunteer initiative. And we're able to, um, you know, get some great opportunities like this one. And anytime there's an opportunity, I just jump on board because I, I love it. So. That's why I'm doing this. Awesome. How about you, Amelia? Yeah, in 2019, some of our team members actually painted a huge thousand square foot underpass 
And it was kind of a scary area, but you could tell was very well used by the community. There was people walking through that area. And after it was painted, it's just this bright, welcoming underpass that used to be kind of scary and ugly. Um, and the appreciation that people just showed for making it into something beautiful to look at and the transformation that it had and the space that it created that felt more safe um, was very satisfying. And like Matt, I too put in a lot of hours just to help the community, you know, taking time, time is valuable. And so using your time as a gift for the community is very rewarding in a lot of ways. Um, Matt and I both jumped on this project without having a lot of experience with doing something of this size. Um, and in such a visible area in town that, you know, there's, you, you definitely want to make it a, an asset to the community and something really beautiful. Um, a lot of people see uh, that wall and go to the park in the summer, families swim and picnic there. So we just jumped head first into the opportunity. Um, and there's a little bit of vulnerability there because we didn't have a lot of experience with murals. Um, but are just very passionate about the area. Um, like Matt said, he also goes to that park almost every single day. So we really just wanted to bring something beautiful to that area and to the an otherwise not very pretty wall. And, and you know, I've seen the end results of the work that you all put in, and it was amazing. And uh, matter of fact, I, I noticed that you're wearing a shirt uh, that's got that design. Um, so that's really cool. It, the, the fact that, because yeah, tell me a little bit about it. everybody had a shirt, right? Yeah, the artwork was inspired by the Indian colony here in our, in our city. And so it's really bringing their culture um, forward, whereas otherwise they might not get um, as much acknowledgement. So it is really about including all the different communities um, and making sure everybody feels like they belong here. Hence the name Art Belongs Here. You belong here, we belong here, we all belong here. Um, the t-shirt is a commemorative shirt. So uh, the, the proceeds from the, these t-shirt sales from 2019 went to Big Brothers Big Sisters in our city. Oh, nice, awesome. And uh, so since since we mentioned the, the shirts, uh, might as well go ahead and give a, a plug to uh, the company that that uh, uh, is part that, that runs the three hearts, uh, which is custom ink. Um, we actually for, for full disclosure, we, we all three actually work at custom ink and um, they have had this three hearts program for quite some time. I myself have even been part of this uh, three hearts program for a while. And it is a wonderful opportunity for, for team members that work for the company to um, get involved within the community. But as we center on Art Belongs Here, um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit more about what really is Art Belongs Here 
because we might have some listeners who aren't even part of the Reno Sparks area that are maybe looking for some sort of opportunity for their own community. Um, tell us a little bit about what you know about Art Belongs Here and um, you know how it really came to be and who it benefits, really. Um, so the Art Belongs Here um, project is actually an initiative that is a, it's a citywide initiative by the Reno Arts and Culture Commission. And it's basically created to encourage collaboration among artists and community groups, businesses, um, and businesses to create and transform certain spaces in the community. Um, it is a grant program, so you do have to, um, there is an application process and it's, it's quite extensive. So um, I think that I, based on the 2019 project and the outcome that they, that um, Custom Inc. and uh, this, uh, the first initiative, uh, the success of that program really helped uh, with our application this time around. Um, and I do also want to give a shout out to another person who's not here with us, but this, one of our mentors, Gina, Gina Grawl, uh, was an amazing person and it helped uh, bring all of this into fruition as well. She was a great uh, resource for us. Who She was on the 2019 um, initiative. But um, yeah, so it's basically an initiative to help to bring um, our, our community together and demonstrate cultural diversity and inclusiveness. Uh, the cool thing about this grant as well is that we actually get to partner with someone in the community and we actually chose a local um, a local company called the Eddie or not a company but a local nonprofit excuse me called the Eddie House and their mission and objective is to end, end youth homelessness in this area so it was really really cool to be able to partner with them and um, create this experience with them. I think if you look at this program as an opportunity and you reach out to the right people, you find a mentor like we did, you use your resources and also just be brave. So if you wanna be part of your community, it, like I said, time is a gift. So if you have that, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're willing to give your time, anybody can be a part of their community in this way and help revitalize an area. If you if you notice an area in your community that needs a little attention, give it give it a little bit of your time and it will pay you back fully. Um, and your community will thank you. Well, so you mentioned, um, Matt, I know you mentioned that there's a grant process uh, that is available. Um, so kind of, uh, for, for those those that might be interested in, in going through that grant process, how did Custom Inc. really get involved? Uh, and maybe kind of tell us a little bit about that grant process. I'm going to leave that up to our amazing project manager, Amelia, who has been just a saint and just an angel with all of the uh, logistical parts of this this project, as well as keeping everything together. So I'm going to, I'm going to send this question over to Amelia. All right. Yeah, the grant process was difficult. So we had to reach out to local businesses to get letters of support, or we pitched them this mural um, to revitalize the wall at Wingfield Park. And they wrote us letters saying that they would appreciate artwork there, that they liked the art and supported the project. So after we had those letters, we we found the grant through Gina, who did the 2019 project. She actually had an internship. So she took time out of her day, her work day, 
and worked on the grant. So we used her foundation that she set up in 2019 as a template to make sure that this mural would be just as successful as that one. Um, after we filled out the application, I know they had lots of submissions. We, our application was one of the two that was selected and they actually awarded us extra because of our wanting to focus on the environment and make sure that the artwork would have longevity, that it would stay beautiful. So we got the best of the best materials to make sure that this artwork will last a very long time. Um, so we've, we've been completely all volunteer time. Um, but having having the the right people to use as resources, um, sending emails that to the city. There is a lady who's the head of arts and culture here, uh, so reaching out to her and just going for it. We applied, and then you know we got our congratulations back. Um, there's cities all over the U.S. that have grant programs like this, so. Do a quick Google search in your area and see what's available. Uh, most cities do want to encourage art because it is socially very important to community members. This is so very true. And speaking of community, uh, Matt, you had mentioned uh, the Eddie House. Now, I, I'm familiar with the Eddie House, but would you mind doing a quick shout out and just kind of touch a little bit about what the Eddie House is and how it benefits our, our community. So um, the Eddie House is an amazing program and it's actually very near and dear to my heart because in my, um, in my youth, although the Eddie House wasn't, wasn't established yet, in my youth, I, I dealt personally with, with my own uh, spout with youth, youth homelessness and also um, homelessness as an adult. Um, uh, which I'm grateful to not have to worry about uh, anymore and it, right now in this uh, part of my life. But the Eddie House um, is a great program because it is a daytime drop-in center and it's an overnight shelter for uh, homeless runaways uh, and foster and at-risk youth. Um, it basically allows uh, these youth to have a, number one, a safe place, a safe place to to stay and to you know be for for the evening or for even extended periods of time. Um, I believe they have a they have an overnight shelter that's set up for 20 young people and then an emergency an additional emergency shelter for 23 people so they can potentially help about 43 plus people you know a day. Um, they provide food and and clothing hygiene items and again a safe secure place uh, just for the youth to be. Uh, they also which is like this is the coolest part is they offer counseling and mental health services. Um, they offer workforce development. Uh, life skills and healthcare services to these individuals as well who are struggling and may not um, be able to have access to these otherwise. So it's a great program, and uh, I actually I have a lot of my friends uh, friends of mine who are who are volunteers there as well, and a couple uh, that have been on, have served on the board. Uh, so I just I, I liked the Eddie House it was a very very it was a homegrown local um, nonprofit, which was super important to me as well. Um, because while I do, I'm not, and I'm not downing other nonprofits and things, but I just wanted to make this, I mean, this was a local, this is kind of a local initiative and I wanted to keep it as local as possible. And I felt that it was important to, to have a, a foundation that was really helping our area's homelessness, youth homelessness, so. Yeah, no, and totally, you know, and I mean, 
it affects our community in so many different ways when you bring art into you know your living space and there are so many parts of our community that sometimes get forgotten and areas that really could use support and and doing stuff like this to help promote awareness and support those uh, in the community i i agree this is this is huge this is something that a lot of people can really benefit from and it, it creates such an amazing impact on the community as a whole um would you guys mind telling a little bit more about your views on how it impacts the community yeah i think that every child deserves a place to sleep i mean the fact that there are kids in our community um, who are homeless. Um, that is also why we chose Eddie House. Uh, the youth is our future. Those are the people that make up the community and a lot of times get sidelined. So I just wanted to add, add that to uh, the importance of our community partner, Eddie House. Uh, art is important. It, it has pr been proven to help communities by acknowledging groups um, our artwork is actually going to be of native and native-like trout in the area. So I really wanted to, the artist actually, sorry, let me say the artist, her name is Nicole Medrano. Uh, she also works with us. She did a great job on the artwork and we're all going to paint it together. So it's bringing us together, um, in a time where that's, been more rare. And also we really wanted to instill the idea of stewardship for the river because everybody, all everybody loves and takes a lot of pride in our rivers, lakes, our watershed. And picking the art was important to us. You know, it's on the river. So we included rivers, we included um, our prized Lake Tahoe and Pyramid Lake, and then these, these fish that are pulled out of the river every year by sports fishermen. You know, people do a lot of sports on the river, kayaking, swimming, uh, I mean, anything you can imagine. And it's really because people love it. It's, it's healing. It feels healing to be by the water. Um, in our area. So we wanted to pick art that really instilled a sense of responsibility, stewardship for the environment and the wildlife. Um, and I think we did that. Wonderful. Matt, do you have uh, anything that you also want to kind of throw in there that, you know, why it's important um, and, and uh, some of your views as well? So um, check to everything Amelia said. I think that that was it was all of all of the things and more uh, there. Uh, someone as someone that's lived here in Reno my entire life, um, I can tell you I, one thing that Reno is famous for is the Reno Arch, uh, and it's the biggest little city arch, and that's kind of like what people think of as an iconic piece of of the city. Um, but what this wall actually is is it's the arch into the city from the river. So it's like it's the first focal point you see as you're coming into the into the city. And um, a lot of our, a lot of the things that we do here in this, in this area is again, outdoors, uh, outdoors things like Riverfest and things. So this is going to be like one of the first pieces that you see um, in, in the Riverwalk district, which is really cool. And it's a beautiful area and it's one of Reno's prized, prized places. Uh, and there's a lot of focus on art there. 
Um, they actually bring in different statues and um, pieces from like Burning Man that they've put in there as, as official like installations, which is really cool because that speaks to like our, our regional art and actually international art uh, draw because we have so many people that come from all over the world to Burning Man. So this wall is kind of tied into all of these things, which is really cool. So it's not just bringing Rena together, but it's kind of like piecing together all of these international art pieces, which is really neat. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say, and we did, I, you know, I didn't think of this much when we started, but like this wall is, um, it's right on the river and there's like rocks underneath and it actually will, will help bring a component of safety too, because it makes it a little bit more high visibility. Um, so for people that want to go down to the river and they want to actually go swimming, which is another thing that I personally love to do in summertime, um, this wall is a great, it's a great place to have like this big, you know, beautiful art exhibit because it's also a safety feature too so it's really neat um to to have a part in all of these all these great components with this wall yeah for sure and this is i mean the more and more you talk about this it, it's quite evident this is huge this is a big project it's not like uh you guys going up to um just some simple wall and drawing some pictures or anything like this this takes a lot of work this is uh it involves a lot of people, and you've mentioned already a, a couple of people that are really involved with this program, and I'm sure there's also a lot of people that that you you bring together for the actual actual creation of the artwork and the painting, and even I'm sure you even have to clean the environment before you actually start painting and all that kind of stuff. Um, can you tell us, since it's so huge, what are some of the challenges that you do encounter when you do a project like this? Logistically, there were quite a few challenges. There are a lot of moving pieces, as you said. A lot of people get involved. There's a lot of permissions. And we, again, were just concerned about the environment. We want to make sure that we leave it better than we found it and that nothing goes into the watershed that isn't supposed to be there and isn't natural. So we can't use soap. Uh, we can't have paint spills. Um, and we want to make sure that, again, that we leave it better than we found it. Other challenges could include, um, aside from protecting the environment, was sourcing the correct protective sealant to make sure the art has the longevity, finding something that, if the water does meet the wall, isn't going to harm um, the river in any way or pollute the river. <laughs> so for me, it, I, I was sourcing, you know, trying to find the perfect product to make sure that we, we do that. Other challenges are the safety. Um, we wanted to make sure that in today's day, we are very safe and following guidelines, protocols, things like that, and still getting the work done. We have to do it in, we are going to be painting over the weekends. So we really only have four days to complete um, the full mural. Wow, four days? I, I see some artists where they have like a, a large canvas or whatever, and they spend months working on it just on their themselves. So four days with, I'm sure several people, but still four days, that's, that's, a, that's a feat, isn't it? How do you organize all of that. Also to mention, the grant requires a certain amount of hours. So each volunteer, 
each hour that they volunteer is worth $20. So we also have to make sure that we are, so in that sense, time actually does have the value. So we, we are very grateful to have our volunteers um, because the, that's, that's where the grant is coming from is people volunteering their time. Well, actually, I'd like to follow up real quick on, on uh, something you had said in regards to it being like right where the water touches and, the, and everything. Um, does that mean that uh, volunteers actually have to like go in the river to paint? How do you how do you do manage that? How do you keep safe and stuff? The river is pretty low this year, so there is a landing underneath the wall. The, wa the water does not meet the wall entirely. Um, we are going to have safety volunteers who can watch out for everybody, who can, um, you know, do, it seems like a monotonous task maybe to stand and watch people um, or to pour paint, make sure that we're being very tidy. But um, we will have volunteer safe, safety volunteers. That's an amazing idea. And, and um, I think that is uh, something that a lot of people don't, don't take into consideration, but safety really is important. And uh, the fact that you're taking the time to make sure that every every person there is being safe, that just says a lot about this project in its own, um, that you care about everybody. So we've talked a little bit about the challenges and everything. Really, for, for, for both of you, what are some of the things that you've really learned? Um, what are some of the lessons that you've learned that you've really kind of gotten to get out of the, this experience, whether it's from the project itself or putting the project together or anything like that? Well, uh, one of the things I've learned, well, there's, I've learned a lot of things. Um, one of the things I've learned is um, how, an ama how amazing people can get together and create such an amazing event in such a short period of time. I feel like uh, comparatively speaking, and I wasn't, I didn't have any involvement in the 2019 um, actual event, but I did, but being, you know, in this year and using 2019 basically as kind of like a template and, um, and a guide as to how we're gonna operate this year. I feel like they had a lot more time in 2019 and I feel like we have literally, and I, I could be wrong on this, Amelia, but I feel like we pretty much pushed this all together like within two months. Two months is like been our crunch time. We've been working on the grant but the from the approval process to the time that we are like putting paintbrush to concrete. It's been really, really um, a short period of time. And what I've learned is how amazing and resilient we are as a team um, personally. And then as me myself as an individual, um, that's been really, really cool to, to learn um, about my own personal uh, experience. Um, I've also learned that uh, there's a lot that goes into finding the right paint and sealant. <laughs> <laughs> Be quite frank, I've never done a bureau before and I'm really you know there's a lot that goes into this project that I I have no idea but I can tell you um the most amazing part about this project and, and the most fulfilling part of of this whole thing is how grateful I am to be part of it I think that this has been an absolutely amazing experience and I would do it again in a heartbeat so Amelia yeah uh lots of lessons I I think first times are always difficult and uncomfortable and new, and there's a lot of growing pains and learning along the way. So uh, we've all grown as people working on this mural. Um, this 
initiative, Art Belongs Here, it, it's funny how things really fall into place. It it is it is magical. The the new connections that pop up, the the teamwork again. Matt mentioned resilience, um, and just really doing your absolute best, being vulnerable, asking for help. Um, those are things you might not think of as lessons right away. Like it's not as obvious, but. Um, the project just, it brings people together in a very magical way. Um, an example would be, um, you mention it or you're looking for supplies or something like that. So you talk about it with people and then they get excited about it. And then they're sharing it because they want to be involved too. Um, and that, and that's a way that you can include everyone. Um, in our new normal, it can it can be it, that can present a lot of challenges. But um, you learn as you go, and you just do your absolute best. If you show up, um, that's the most important part. Show up for your community. Absolutely, and you both have kind of touched a little bit on on the fact that uh, it it's brought people in the work environment together. And I know a lot of companies right now, especially as they're, they're trying to really figure out the new normal. And a lot of companies are either working from home, doing a hybrid or going back to work. But there's that sense of, of trying to bring people together. And I know Custom Inc has been really proud of how they've found ways to bring people together. Can you real briefly talk a little bit more about how, um, they were able to actually, how this impacted them as a company and how, how it was able to bring them together a little bit more? After the pilot, so Three Hearts uh, really, you know, wasn't very active for a while. So this, I think, is going to set a foundation and we'll be able to uh, be comfortable and safe again and figure out a way to do the kind of hybrid and still volunteer our time for our community. So this is a, a pilot where we're still learning. There's still unknowns, but um, again, with, with uh, keeping safety as a priority, uh, you know, our company will hopefully be able to learn from this pilot um, and hopefully it will set a foundation for and do and do groups group or in-person gatherings better than before um so we we are still learning as we go um but we're happy to finally be able to be together and help our community again absolutely and, and that sense of belonging really is yeah. it, it creates that and matt maybe would you like to touch a little bit about on that as well um, yeah, so I mean, in, in the midst of, again, finding, and I love how we, we phrase that as finding the new normal, um, which, is, which is happening with everybody, uh, it kind of felt like one of the challenges, it was a challenge that we were faced with is like, with all the in-person things kind of being on hiatus, how do we brainstorm to, make the, to bring this, this project into fruition? Um, and so we did a lot of brainstorming. And what it came down to was um, us having to be extremely vulnerable, uh, put out a little bit of courage. And um, all of the, a lot of the people in our company have shown that, that they still want to be involved in the, in the community and that they are, they are ready to do whatever it takes to, to help this project uh, come uh, 
into um, again, fruition. So through our volunteer coordination and leadership efforts, we have an estimated 20 volunteers per day, um, which is really, really cool. People that have volunteered their own time uh, in our company, even though we're, we're working remotely, um, to come and you know agree to work safely and agree to um, work as a team with everybody's best interest as heart. And that's going to account for over 800 volunteer hours that go towards this grant. That's that's an amazing amount of um, time. And again, time is value in this project. So I think that it's really, really awesome. And it goes to show how uh, how our company as, as a whole is so dedicated to our company's mission to fostering communities and bringing people together. So has there been any kind of feedback that you've gotten from the community in regards to Art Belongs Here and the work that you've been doing or even just preparing for? Um, you, I have received nothing but high praise for this project. I have not had one person say, oh, wow, that's a really bad idea. Um, <laughs> or, wow, that's really, that doesn't look great. Like, I, we, have, um, we have, have reached out to so many people in the community, and we are sharing our, our progress on our social media pages. And it is nothing but little heart emojis and smiley faces and everything. Like, people are so pumped up for this project, and myself included. And, like... I don't think there's one thing that you could say that is bad about it. I mean, we've been so careful in our selection of, of um, sourcing the correct um, materials and, you know, having all of these people that are super willing and, and able to come out and help us. I think that this is just, this whole project is just uh, an amazing event. And I think that we're all rock stars and uh, the community sees that. And they're all, they're all super excited to see this, this mural come into, into play. I've noticed that when you, when you put art in, in, public view in public spaces, it sparks curiosity among the people that see it. So community members will engage with you. They will, they will ask questions. They will say, what are you doing? What, what, what's going on here? And you tell them and it, the, the curiosity and you see um, people light up with excitement uh, to put something beautiful to look at um, in their, in their spaces. Well, thank you so much for for sharing all this, and I, I can't wait to see the the pictures of how this all looks and everything. Um, real quick, though, uh, every single episode, I like to throw in some quotes to just really inspire people that uh, that help come help them kind of get through their day and everything. And I would love to hear if either of you have any quotes, who said it, and what it means to you. Amelia, do you want to start? Sure. I'm going to quote Brene Brown. I have, she has been a person of many wise words to help me um, through this project. And I love her quote, no one belongs here more than you. I thought it was very fitting for art belongs here. Um, I've been saying you belong here, we belong here, art belongs here. And it's a good reminder that no one belongs here more than you. I love that. I love her courage as well. Matt, how about you? Um, so I'm actually going to quote uh, actress Lauren Bacall. And she has this, this phrase that I absolutely love. Um, and it, it goes uh, like this. It's, I am not a has-been, I am a will-be. And the reason why I love this quote, um, not only personally for like my life, but all, it, it can apply to so many things. It can apply to what the Eddie House is doing for our, for our homeless youth and our community. Because I can tell you from experience, one of the worst feelings is thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, I look back or I, I think about my future. And I'm like, well, this is just great. Like my, my situation is so crummy. Like I'm never going to get anywhere. 
So by saying this, you know, I'm not a has-been, I'm a will-be, it's so empowering to know that like, it's it's all it's a shift in, in mindset it's pivoting like our thought process and it's super great and I, in addition to the eddie house and how it applies to that it also applies to this piece of of wall that we're doing i mean it was just it was a, it was a has-been it was a has-been wall it was just like this this wall that was deteriorating and it had graffiti on it and we're taking this wall and we're making it into this beautiful centerpiece of our city and it's just it's such an amazing thing to do so i am not a has-been i'm a will be thank you lauren bacall for that both of you well said, and I think those are some great quotes, and I'll be sure to, to list those as well on the show notes and stuff. Speaking of show notes, speaking of just doing shout outs and stuff like that, um, what, uh, what are some of the, the bits of information you can share as far as like how to find out more about uh, Art Belongs Here, about, um, you mentioned, Matt, that uh, Custom Inc. has a social profile that is highlighting a lot of this stuff. Where can people find more? Where can they Where can they go on social media? Sh- share Share some of that love here right now, if you can. Uh, yeah, definitely. So if you'd like to learn more about Art Belongs Here, and if you live in the area, you're more than welcome to come see me, uh, Matt, at the Custom Inc. store out at Legends at the Sparks Marina. Uh, the address is 1565 East Lincoln Way in Sparks. It's zip code 89434. You can also give us a call at the store at 775-206, or excuse me, 204-2206, and we're more than welcome to talk to uh, anybody about the, the, uh, the fundraiser or the, uh, the initiative in general. The City of Reno does have a website. Uh, you can go to uh, the um, reno.gov and uh, go to the, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know if I should put this in here, but reno.gov arts and culture uh, commission and go to their website and you can see all of the information about the arts belongs here grant. It's not updated for 2021 yet with any information. So I don't know if this is really relevant. So I'm just going to put that out there because I don't really know any other ones. Um, and then we also have um if you go to Custom Inc. and go to our fundraising platform, we have a uh, a space where you can type in Art Belongs Here, and that will actually take you to the fundraising page if you'd like to support our project and like to support the Eddie House Initiative. Uh, that would be lovely. We would really appreciate it. Um, and that also has a lot of more information on the fundraising platform as well about, about all of our uh, the details for Art Belongs Here, as well as the Eddie House, too. And is there any kind of social media? Yeah. Um, we will use the hashtag art belongs here. Um, if you are in the area, come down, come say hi while we're out there. Uh, we start September 11th. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll make sure whatever, um, we can, uh, we'll throw onto the, uh, the, the show notes and add links for the listeners to be able to, uh, check everything out and find everything rather easily. And, um, you know, I just really want to say I really appreciate both you, Amelia and Matt. You guys both are just amazing people to be taking on this challenge. And uh, same for everybody else that has been involved in this program. This is huge. This is something that really defines the city and who we are and what what kind of character we have. And this this community-based idea is something that I love seeing cities all over the world try to pick up and try to do. And with a lot of success, there are some amazing cities out in this world. And as during the times where things aren't always going to be easy, things aren't always going to look up to, you know, the, you know, the best days of our lives, 
that's okay. We still have community that are going to come together and help support what what kindness really matters to them and to the community and really get people involved. And the stuff that you you two are doing is a prime example of what that really is. So thank you both Matt and Amelia for being on the show. Um, I Like I said, I'll make sure your information is also listed in the show notes and the show's listeners can, can go there to learn more about it. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And also, um, when we're done with the show, I want to just share a little bit extra love and I'll be giving you guys some do something nice goodies too. So I'll uh, get some stuff sent out to you. Well, thank you again. And I really hope that you all enjoyed meeting Amelia and Matt. And I hope you take the time to learn more about Art Belongs Here. And who knows, maybe get some inspiration for something similar in your neck of the woods. If you do, I would love to hear about it, and I'm always willing to hear your stories. So if you have any, you can share them by sending an email to mailbag at dosomethingnice.net or leave me a comment on the dosomethingnice.net website. Well, my friend, that's it for this episode, and I certainly hope it either added to your wonderful day or helped make your day better. I would love to hear your feedback and ratings, so if you'd like to follow this show on social media, you can on Facebook at Do Something Nice Podcast on Instagram at Be A Nice Ninja, or on Twitter at Be A Nice Ninja. You can also find this podcast at DoSomethingNice.net or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. The Do Something Nice podcast is part of the That's Not Canon podcast network, which means we are part of a large group of other amazing podcasts that I encourage you to check out. To learn more about That's Not Canon, you can visit their website at That'sNotCanon.com. I'll be sure to also include their website in the show notes too. Part of this show's success also comes from your support and other listeners such as yourself. And you can continue to help support this show by sharing it with somebody in your life. Then ask them to subscribe. You can also learn more about me by visiting jeffbonato.com. And finally, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in. And remember to be a nice ninja and do something nice. Take care and stay safe out there.